Hello, and welcome to Boom Goddess Radio. I'm your host, B.B. Peters, together with Dr. Andrea Gould-Marks, reporting via satellite, and Jennifer Davis-Page right beside me. Hello, everyone. Hi, good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good, good. Really good. I'm so excited about this show. So uh, today we're going to focus on overcoming adversity. When life knocks you down, how do you get up? When our guest, Wendy Knox, found herself at the bottom of the pond, hundreds of red dragonflies lifted her up. What she learned from them was so life-changing, she set out to share the magic with everyone. And the good news is that we all possess those seeds for bouncing back. We just need to learn how to activate the bloom. Oh, I love that activating the bloom. And our guest, Wendy Knox, is the author of the book titled From Muck to Magic. And she is also the artist of the one of a kind inspirational pictures that fill and literally spill over every page of her beautiful book. She refers to her book as a balm, B-A-L-M, for the soul of anyone going through any kind of change, challenge, stress, worry, grief, or overwhelm. And when you see and feel the book, you'll understand why it's the balm for the soul. We're going to share with you some secrets about how the best combination of pleasure and pain can help you invite and strengthen your own superpower to get you through the toughest transitions. We'll talk with Wendy about how she managed her muck and then combined spirituality, surrender, and strategy to choose her way through. There's a spoiler alert. Being a fabulous illustrator didn't hamper her trajectory at all. So often, the habits we've built over the years have buried our creativity and inner resources in the mountain of talents we've forgotten or didn't have the opportunity to use. Yeah, and and they come in magical ways. So that's what's going to happen in this show. We are going to tap into the treasure trove of Wendy Knox. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome, Wendy Knox. Uh, we, it's such a pleasure to chat with you today. It was magical, truly magical for me to open your package containing your beautiful and colorful book, bookmarks, note cards, and your three by five promo cards. It was a complete package that delighted all the senses. Tell us, Wendy, a little bit about your job as the creative director and the type of projects that you worked on in your previous life. First of all, I want to thank all of you for having me here. I've been so inspired by three of you and your positive energy that it's really joy. Oh, thank you. For us as well. Thank you. Well, okay. So in my past life, I was the only female senior vice president creative director at one of the biggest ad agencies in L.A., I like to say I was like Mad Men's Don Draper, <laughs> but, but without the cigarettes or the martinis or all the girls. And um, anyway, I was in charge of writing and supervising other people in creating commercials and big ad campaigns for brands like Honda and Acura. Wow. Ooh. 
And uh, it was an amazing experience. I got to shoot five ad campaigns with the Coen brothers, those amazing directors. I uh, helped put William Wagman's dogs in a Honda minivan. I got (laughs) artwork of Keith Haring. You know, it was a really, really creative and fabulous job for a lot of years. And how long did you work at the agency before learning that you lost your job? And what happened? Well, I, you know, I had worked my way up in this career. um, And I sort of reached the top of the corporate ladder at this one job where I was at for... I think it was about 10 years, 10, 12 years. And um, I started feeling, well, first of all, my soul was really longing to do something else. It was the kind of job that I dreamed about in my 20s, but by my 40s, it didn't feel as good as it looked. Mm -hmm. You know, it looked Mm -hmm. really glamorous and I won a lot of awards, but it was like my soul was crying out for something more. Mm. But because uh, my husband, who I love and adore, happens to be an entrepreneur, which I don't know if you know this, but that's French for no health plan. <laughs> <laughs> we do know that. <laughs> so I really needed the job. And we had a little boy, um, you know, who, who needed support. And I had uh, parents who were struggling health wise and facing devastating financial problems. So I really could not afford to leave this job. But even so, I started feeling like something was going on behind my back. And I would ask my boss, is my job securing? Oh, yeah, yeah. We love you, blah, blah, blah. But behind the scenes, um, the agency was hemorrhaging. And they said it was cutbacks. But because I was 50 years old and the only woman at this level who was aging, I guess, I lost my job. And um, I found myself just, you know, I didn't know who I was without that job. It had been such a part of me for so long. You know, this is some, this is a universal kind of um, incident along the path of life. And I just wanted to go back to the point where already you were feeling like the lights were dimming on your soul And I just, I'm always fascinated, of course, as a psychologist, that we're ambivalent about leaving. Should I stay? Should I go? But our light has become so diminished that it's like a dry leaf. It kind of falls off in the form of getting, you know, let go or what have you. Wendy, how long were you at the agency before they let you go? Oh, like 12 years. That's a long time. I was on the board. You know, it was a big, big deal. And... It was pretty devastating, but like you say, there was a part of me that knew this was not what I was meant to do anymore. I, I, you know, that old song, that Peggy Lee song, is this all there is? Yes, I remember yes. it. Mm-hmm. I, I used to be in these meetings where one of my paintings that I did, I scribbled in a meeting where I was basically told not to speak up. Like all the clients were men. And I was outspoken woman and they pretty much told me to zip it up. So I did this painting of myself with a red zipper on my mouth. And so, you know, this sounds like 1955, doesn't it? It felt 
like it. And, yeah. you know, I was, my soul was screaming to get out, but I wouldn't have had the ability to leave myself. So I really do feel like something greater than me stepped in to liberate me from this job. I wish you could see the chart that I have behind me because um, I'll send you a copy of it. But there's one part of the chart says a growing awareness of the need to change. You go, my partners know this chart. And the top of the thing is a struck by lightning. And sometimes when one is rising, the other magnetizes and boom, we're in a new reality. Yeah. That is what happened. And, you know, now that I look at it, it was one of it was the one of the best things that's ever happened to me, of course, because magic ensued. But at the time, it didn't feel that way. Did you have this book in your soul while you were working? Did you did you ever think about writing a book uh, while you were while you had your powerful job or did this just come at the end of your career with them? I did. I kept feeling like there was something else that wanted to come out. And in fact, well, when I left my job, I started doing a lot of painting and I created this brand called Oh My Goddess. And it's what one of the reasons why I was attracted. Oh, to oh, oh, my goddess. Oh, we may have to use that every oh. once in a while, Wendy. Oh, oh, oh. oh, my goddess. We like that. Oh. Citation, though, with a citation. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, so I created this brand called Oh My Goddess. And I did this, I did a different book. I never got it published. But it was called Unzipping Your Inner Joy. And it was really the story of losing my job and finding my, what I called my inner goddess. But I kept, and I started speaking to groups of women and sharing the paintings from that book. But it was weird. I kept feeling like, I don't know, everybody, a lot of people lose their jobs. I don't know if this is enough to make an impact. <laughs> and then um, my only child, uh, got sucked into the muck of addiction Hmm. and uh there was the answer that i had even more to share i had gone deeper into the muck and i felt like i had more magic to share wasn't my choice but i i do believe that there's gifts in everything that comes to us even even and especially the adversity you know so So the answer was I was searching for something else to contribute creatively to the world, but I didn't know what form it was going to come in until um, I met the dragonflies. Oh, my gosh. And we are so going to dive into that um, in just a moment. Um, But I just wanted to go back to what Dr. Andrea was saying uh, a moment back about uh, people feeling, having a sense that something is not working right. And you identified that so clearly you were feeling tugs at your soul. And it sounds to us like you listen to your body and your soul and your spirit. Have you always been able to do that? Well, I've had a lot of therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Dr. Andrea's world. Exactly. Like in another life, I could have been a therapist. I felt like I was my parents' therapist and marriage counselor since birth. So I saw what happens. Yes. One one Um, quick question, Wendy, about your child. Was it a son or a daughter? And did they get through the storm? Oh, well, 
it's my son and um, what I've learned about addiction, like so many things in our lives, it's the peeling of the onion. So he's peeled through many layers and was sober for quite a while and then had a relapse. And um, I'm hoping you know, he's now healthy, but there's a lot of inner work to be done and a lot of hopefully magic growing in the muck, you know, as I like to say. Uh, but I've really learned that it is a lifelong disease. So uh, as someone who loves someone who struggles with addiction, it's our, it's our job to work within ourselves because it's their journey and we can't fix it for them. You I know, know but you, with you supporting him, I'm sure he'll come through just yeah. fine. Well, he has a lot of resources and he's incredibly creative. And, you know, sometimes I think that's a struggle. Really creative people are really sensitive and there's, um, there's a pull of light and dark within all of us. So uh, I'm hopeful I'm hopeful. And, um, but if you talked to me two weeks ago, I wouldn't have sounded quite this good. Let's just put it that way. Oh, yeah, that's accurate though, because it is that river of life that passes through and sometimes it gets clogged and there's all kinds of detritus running down the river and you get stuck. And then all of a sudden it's freed up and clear. So that's all for all of us. It's yes. once in life. It's just we're not all necessarily in the same part of the river at the same time. Oh, you're good with the visual metaphors. I oh, like oh she, yeah, she has just amazing ones. Um, so we're going to come back in just a little bit, and we'll be talking to Wendy about the... Uh, sign from the universe that she received one day that propelled her to take some incredible action in that um, resulted in this magnificent book that we'll be talking about. Um, not only did she uh, hear the sign or see the sign, she took action based on it. And we're eager to talk with Dr. Andrea as well to say how we all can be more receptive to those signs. And so we will be right back at you. We're back. This is B.B. Peters with Jennifer Davis-Page and Dr. Angel Gould-Marks. And we're talking to a most delightful and fascinating author and illustrator, Wendy Knox. Wendy, we were talking about um, your um, alignment of your spirit and your ideas and your actions with everything that boom goddesses stand for, that we stand for, and our desire to shine a light, to bring inspiration and hope to women in the muck. Uh, and uh, so let's just get right into it and tell us about the magical day that you probably didn't know was magical quite yet. And what happened to you when you asked the universe for a sign okay well I love to share this so like I said I lost my job at 50 and found myself sobbing in my backyard uh, 
stuck in the muck of worry, doubt, and now what? So there I was. And, you know, sometimes you just have to surrender. Like you're trying and trying to figure things out. But what I do is, I asked for a sign. So I said a prayer and I asked the universe, I said, am I too old to reinvent myself? Mm. You know, advertising is a very young business and there's not that many jobs at 50, uh, especially as a woman. So I asked the universe, am I too old to reinvent myself? Please give me a sign. And I went for a walk with my dog, Lucky, in my neighborhood. Lucky. Lucky. Mm. And I came home to... Um, to my backyard, and there, over my outdoor umbrella, were hundreds of red dragonflies. I'd never seen a red dragonfly. I didn't know they came in red, and I didn't know that they traveled in mass. And it was one of the most magical things I've ever seen. They were whirling and twirling above me like a dragonfly ballet, mm. and I, my heart was just pounding like a little kid, you know. And the wonder, thing wonder. Yes, absolute wonder and joy and like this vibration of, you know, like seeing a merry ground for the first time. And the thing is, those dragonflies stayed for four hours. Whoa, my goodness. And they came back for three more days. So I asked for a sign and I got one. It was just a while before I figured out what it meant. And how did you figure it out? What led you to figure it out? Well, first, I have to say, I got my next door neighbor to come over because she was a lawyer at the time. And I thought, maybe I'm hallucinating. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) Call your nearest lawyer. (laughs) Yes, she was much more logical and practical than me. So I had her come over, and she confirmed that, yes, indeed, there were hundreds of red dragonflies. She hadn't seen them anywhere else in the neighborhood. And no, I was not crazy so then i did what any sane person would do and i started googling dragonflies and i discovered the wildest thing i had never Mm. heard of this but dragonflies spend most of their lives up to four years crawling in the muck at the bottom of a pond and while they're down there they just look like these brown generic water bugs no wings, no color, nothing. They're just crawling down there. And like a caterpillar. Yeah, yeah. And it turns out that while they're in the muck, they go through up to 15 mutations, shedding their old skin and growing new skin until wow. one day they something propels them to climb out of the pond onto a reed or a leaf, and there in the sunlight, their wings unfurl and they don't fly until later in life. So I had asked for a sign and I really got one. It was like the two things that I learned from the dragonflies was while you're down in the muck, you're growing your magic Mm. and it's never too late to soar. The two things I needed to hear. And it was a life-changing moment. It was then that I really had this sense of purpose that I was meant to uplift and inspire other women with this story because I could see that the dragonfly story could change how I looked at my own story and then help others do that. 
So uh, it was really powerful. And, you know, you said something like all of a sudden one day, you know, I mean, this is a whole chemical thing that's going on, like butterflies hanging upside down in the dark. They have their own way of being in the dark. But we all have our own way. And we live in a society where it's never supposed to be dark, right? Yeah. We've got to be doing and, and, and that interferes with the process. So that's what happened when you finally surrendered the process was allowed to unfold. And that's the word that I heard. I heard three words, surrender, discover, and unfurl. I mean, those give me goosebumps, right? Because I tried to live that, and we tried to live that and capture that moment. And you just uh, reiterated those as being part of your journey. Uh, the surrender part, of course, in my mind, some people may not understand what that means. But Wendy and Dr. Andrea, can you just chat a little bit about that? Love it. Wendy, you want to go first? You're our guest. Oh, well, thank you. Um, well, for me, you know, I came from this from this family that was very much about perfectionism and uh getting everything right and planning everything. And then I, I had tremendous success in a career where I had to come up with ideas on demand and have them by Friday and then get that produced in three months and then present it and sell it. And it was like everything was on this timeline. So there was a lot of structure and a lot of planning. And it's hard to let go, but when I was going through this experience of losing my job, it was like losing my identity, losing sort of the way life worked. You know, I was, I feel like I was working in a very masculine paradigm, which is planning goals, accomplishing. And when I lost my job, that started to unravel. And I felt like I was shifting into a more feminine paradigm of um, allowing and receiving and going inward. You also mentioned something very important, and that's that you were crying. Oh, well, I'm big on crying. <laughs> What'd you say? I said I'm big on crying. It's one of my specialties. <laughs> well, it's really helpful on a, a particularly females have greater access, easier access, most of us do. And when that lubrication comes, that's part of the, um, that's part of what we were talking about, you know, before. It's part of what really enables us to grow. It's like watering a plant. So you're watering those seeds <sighs> and those cells in the dragonfly start moving once they've absorbed enough water, you know. So water is an element that's really important in transformation. Period. Period. End of report. You guys are great because your things that came to me intuitively bypassed my brain, and I have a pretty active brain, but they bypassed it. But I love the way you are synthesizing what I went through and explaining it in ways that um, it's hard for me to have that perspective because I was in it, you know? So that's fantastic. Yeah, so what we're doing is deconstructing it so that the elements can show other people what's yes. so for them. That's our goal. Yes. Absolutely. So we're making shareable nutrition. Yes. <laughs> for the ones out there who are benefiting from this conversation and you. Thank you. Well, you know, something that I do when I speak to women, I use my uh, paintings and my story 
and dragonflying lessons to uplift and inspire other women. And the first dragonflying lesson is to be one with the muck because, and that's sort of the surrender piece because in our society, everybody wants, you know, to slap on a smile, read a self-help book, maybe, you know, use one piece of tissue and then get out of the muck. And what I've learned is by allowing yourself to sink into it, like you said, there's nutrients in the muck. You know, we learn so much and I believe that there's gifts hidden down there, but there's a lot of societal pressure to snap out of it. And I always say patriarchy. Patriarchy is a different structure than femininity. Yes, yes. And I always say that the only way out of the muck is to allow yourself to go into it. But Yes, and I think that resonates with me and with us so much because it is a uh, choice to accept. And to some people, acceptance may sound like it's giving up and settling for something uh, less than what you deserve or want. But Right. Acceptance from a spiritual perspective is just giving yourself the permission to understand and accept the situation that you're in. It doesn't speak to not taking action or anything else. It just is acceptance. And I, I am so excited to talk to you about this. And because we are going to, of course, exceed our half an hour, we still want to talk about where people can find your book and your website. And then we're going to extend this to part two. I think you're right, BB. I think you're absolutely right. Because look how time flies, right? Yeah, I tell you. It's amazing. So wow. um, we will be uh, doing part two in just a moment. But at this time, Wendy, tell us a little bit about the book. Um, how long did it take you to produce it and create it. And we have about two minutes left and also your website and where can people buy this book? Okay. Well, we were talking about letting go and surrender and it's very interesting how this adds up. I had this experience with the dragonflies and I wanted to do something with it. And I was very anxious to share it, but everything I tried, I kind of hit roadblocks. And then stuff happened with my son and both my parents passed away. And so I was in a lot of deep muck and I finally just had to let go. And I said a prayer and I asked the universe, show me how I can share this magic with other women. And it didn't happen instantly. You know, it took a lot of years of life and letting go and growing and then one day, out of, sort of like the dragonfly climbing out of the pond, one day I was sitting at my desk and the words to a poem just flew into my brain. It was like a complete download from the universe. And if we have time, maybe later, I'll tell you what I those do. Definitely. And um, so these words came to me and then I got the picture and I could see that I was meant to create a storybook to change the stories we tell ourselves sort of like a children's style book for adults. Yes. And then I- Because we're all children. Absolutely. And this is a book that bypasses the brain and goes to the heart. And then I started meditating and I asked how to paint fear and worry and self-doubt and self-love and inspiration and all these different feelings. And one by one, it was like the paintings came from somewhere else and came through me. I didn't outline them. I didn't draw them in advance. 
it was the opposite of my career. It was just an allowing. And it so let's can- give our let's give our uh, listeners the website where they oh, can get the book right away. Go. You can get my book at wendynox.com and that's Wendy with an E. W E N D I K N O X. Dot com. Wendy okay. with an I, K-N-O-X dot com. Yes, because yes. I knew a lot of Wendy's with a Y. It had to be different. Absolutely. Yes, yes, that makes complete sense. And so it's wendynox.com, uh, and the book can be purchased there. And we're looking forward to part two. Thank you so much for um, joining us. Thank you. For more information, visit our website, boomgoddessradio.com, and follow us on Facebook, Boom Goddess. We'd love to hear from you. Your interest powers our programs.